brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. Brains splitting off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Things upset me. What's the furthest star? And then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star? And then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star? And then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about X-Men, X-related comic books, and we are in ecstatics. I am ecstatic to be covering this series, Gary. I don't know why we haven't made that Any- joke yet, so let's go ahead and get it out there. Anything right that's got that magical X in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're continuing our ecstatics run, um, formerly X-Force. Uh, the Pete, uh, Pete Milligan, Mike Allred, Deconstruction of superheroes and fame uh we're just in the relaunch under the new name uh dealing with the fallout of the events of the end of x-force um having recruited a new member venus d milo um we were kind of left in the last issue with her being informed that her contract states she cannot join the team dun 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 and also um our, our kind of main plot is this kid um andrew i think something arnie arnie um, who basically got a cameo from Edie one time and fell in love and has developed mm-hmm. uh, world-altering powers and is um, fucking up a whole town, <laughs> Twilight Zone style. Uh, and the Ecstatics' as rivals, the O-Force, have been sent in mm-hmm. or are about to go in and to deal with this. And uh, it's causing a lot of friction. It's causing problems. And that's what we're going to kick mm-hmm. off. Uh, how are you, Gary? Things are good? I'm doing all right. You know? drinking my coffee sipping my water you know uh get, getting over a little cold or something so i'm a, a little uh scratchy throated how do you feel about all of the star wars announcements yesterday <laughs> well i feel like i can safely ignore them without complaining about disney on twitter Whew. Uh, Fucking the, uh, nailed it. How, how much how, where, where, where's my parade my uh <laughs> my real question is like how 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 did your mute filters hold up like did you see a bunch of stuff just in the wild or did you or were they strong enough to prevent you from even seeing the word star wars they were they were strong enough to prevent nice um i didn't i saw some joke tweets i was sure it was about it like people would photoshopped mm-hmm. the announcement to be like this is what they should do you know and and to put some stuff up and i saw those and, I, and then i intuited i'm like okay there's something star wars going on but i don't have to know it <laughs> and then uh <laughs> then i i clicked through to the uh the marvel stuff because you know that's that's who i am mm-hmm. and uh and saw that and then saw some of the star wars stuff there you know because some of the tweets contain both and it's like this contains a word you muted do you want to see it and i'm like i guess yeah sure. uh you know the the things i will do to watch the trailer for wandavision um I specifically no. didn't watch that trailer because I was, uh, I've already seen that first trailer and I'm like, I, I'm already in, like, I know I'm going to watch it. I don't, I don't need, I don't need to see anything else about this series anymore. And so I did, I just wanted to see how much it would follow the, uh, the vision yeah. series, which is so fucking good. And if, if only he was an X-Man, uh, that'd be a really fun thing to cover. Um, Gary, because yeah, that, that's a really good series. I don't know if you remember what we decided when we did when we ditched X Men Evolution. <laughs> this is our fucking podcast, and that's like a, what yeah. eight issues or something. Like it's, I remember it being eight six. or ten issues. Yeah, not even it's, yeah. it's six issues, dog. <laughs> that's an episode and a half. 
<laughs> it's really good. And that might be like a good thing to do around when, well, I mean, it won't be around when that comes out because we're going to be in this for a little bit, but yeah. um, you know, just to tie into that show. Yeah. Uh, but it's taking, seems like it's taking a little bit more inspiration than, than I thought it would, uh, which is cool. Yeah. It's going to be and, interesting because uh, that seems to be taken. That's going to, ha- that has like hints of multiverse stuff. The Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. the movie, the next one is like named multiverse or something. And then all of the Spider-Man casting is like, hey, all of your old faves. Like, if you yeah. want to see everybody from all three Spider-Man 2s in the last decade, have we got <laughs> your back? <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Spider-Man 2 franchise. Uh, just the second entry in all the different Spider-Mans. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, uh, no, I, I'm I'm into that. Like people, people didn't like it. I'm like, oh, I liked Alfred Molina or uh, Alfred Molina as Doctor Octopus. I'm into that. Like, I want uh, Peter Parker to show up as the old Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that kind of thing. Like, I'd do it. I don't give a shit. Th- those are those are better than average for those movies. Yep. Like, I like those those Spider-Man films. And uh, yeah, I'm into it. It's actually going like, to obviously me... doing a Sinister Six, and yeah, I'm into that too. It's, then it's going to make me go back and watch those original three movies, I think, because um, I haven't yeah. seen those in a really long time. And I bet those first two really hold up because Sam Raimi is, yeah. knows what the fuck he's doing. And I bet that third one, I'm going to get kind of drunk during it and then realize that I have blacked out within <laughs> <laughs> third act. <laughs> yeah. Around the time that Topher Grace does his Venom voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> the sentence that happens. Um, yeah. Anyway, we're we're not talking about Spider-Man. No. Let's talk about ecstatics uh, yeah. we, with this cover. We do have a Spider-Man cameo coming up in this this oh, series really? at some point. Yeah, he shows up just very briefly. So, uh, let's talk about the cover. Yeah, so this is a uh, a larger than life Venus de Milo holding a human heart um, with a smaller Guy Smith, aka the orphan, aka uh, Mister Sensitive, Mister Sensitive, um, holding his hands over his chest like his heart had been torn up torn out of his chest so very cool very pop art i like this a lot yeah super good cover uh it doesn't really say what's happening in the issue but who cares who cares um the yeah the cover the covers of this series either do that or don't they either do like a big pop art thing or they show exactly what happens in kind of an old school way Um, but just like great illustration i would put this on Um, my wall like if i i don't i don't normally say that about covers because a lot of times they're 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 real miss for me even if they're good um as far as like putting something on my wall but like this is like cool enough and interesting enough that i would probably do that i've I've wanted for a long time a piece of uh, mike allred original art from this series and it's just spendy yeah like it's like man i you know i i hate haggling over art i hate that feeling but i'm just like i just don't have six hundred dollars for this my dude yeah like for for like a non-pinup like just for an interior page that's like vivisector not in costume talking about a book yeah like i (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like not i I can't i can't justify it you know um we start off immediately when the last issue ended with uh sharon ginsburg who is the uh like assistant lawyer solomon o'sullivan is an agent not a lawyer uh but he has some lawyerly uh, kind of leanings. And then this is his assistant lawyer, uh, Sharon Ginsburg yes. coming through and saying, Hey, Venus de Milo, not only can is she not on this team, she's with O force. Yeah. And if they, oh. if they violate that, if she, if she does anything on behalf of ecstatics, they're going to sue her into oblivion. Um, and of course, you know, guy is, is really angry about this. Um, I don't know if guy was wearing this outfit in the last issue. I don't remember specifically. They may, this may be them coming back from that dinner date that they had, but man, just mm-hmm. the fashion, like 
I would wear it's this. It's slick. It's very yeah, cool. I, I, we, we talked about it last episode. I love this. Yeah. The okay. red and black. I thought we like, did. Like, outfit that they wear. Yeah. It just looks so cool. Like, um, the, uh, you know, so guy like rips up the contract, you know, and it, it's a copy, of course, that never works. Um, and we kind of go in this, this whole, uh, arc here, like, it's kind of interesting, uh, for the whole arc of the new issue, they're doing like the team at their lowest point. Mm-hmm. You know, these next couple issues are going to be like real bleak times until, until they pull it out. Um, you know, uh, dead girl like calls guy out. He's like, Hey, you didn't even want her on the team. And he's like, you know, I you know, I did. Uh, and she dead girl snipes at her and it kind of sets up this rivalry between dead girl and Venus de Milo. Yeah. Uh, you know, where Venus de Milo is the new sexy one. Dead girl was going to try to make that, uh, make a go of that, but she is of course dead. Uh, so <laughs> hard to be sexy and miles uh, the vivisector is just drinking and making fun of everybody like doing one-liners didn't realize i was on a podcast with a necrophobe okay that's fine oh yeah that's yeah i'm just yeah not in not into it not, you know? into dead not, not to kink shame okay not to yuck anyone's yum uh but i <laughs> <laughs> just everybody has a dead girl but you yep. <laughs> good name for the title of this episode jeremy uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah i like i like the sector getting yeah, drunk and just uh being kind of shitty at everybody in fact i like I, honestly i like it when they're all shitty with each other which is not a normal feeling that i have when i when i read these these kind of comic books like normally i want everybody to be like all friends but them being shitty and snipey is really entertaining it's a uh, well that, i mean that's the theme of the, the the issue or the arc you know uh you know they talk about that where like vivisector is like you know you're watching this are you this is what we do you know he's talking to dupe He's like, are you doing more than watch? And Dupe just stares at him. You know, there's some early hints that Dupe is the one who's manipulating the team mm-hmm. into into being what it is. This never, like, spoiler, this never totally pays off. But uh, it is an interesting idea. Um, you know, and Guy is trying to be, like, while they're doing the sniping at each other, Guy is trying to keep his eye on the mission. He's like, hey, Arnie, like, we have to get this thing sorted out. Like, yes, he's a kid, but also it's really dangerous. He's talking to me psychically. Mm-hmm. And no. and Spike, uh, the the owner of this team, is like, "Hey, look, that's that's the O Force's problem. Like, I, we we're not gonna we're not gonna go and beat up on some kid on national TV. Like, we're not gonna, like it'll just make us look worse." And like in the middle of this, as guy is trying to get this whole team together, in walks the anarchist, who's like, "I'm going on tour. <laughs> like, yep. I'm just gonna go do my own thing and fuck this entire team forever." Yep. And he recruits Dead Girl. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, do you want to come with me? You know, uh, we're gonna make tons of money." Uh, you know, got sponsors, let's do it. And they head off. Uh, Miles goes off to get drunk and, uh, he reveals that fat has gone home. Yeah. Like fat's not even there. Like we, we didn't even see him. You know, he says like, I'm sorry, you're the leader of a one man band. I do like you this, know? um, this panel where when, uh, the anarchist is trying to get dead girl. It's like, Hey, come on, like, let's do this together. And she like looks back at guy and Venus and she, you could tell like it's an actual decision for, right. Like as much mm-hmm. as she was uh, in the middle of this and like making fun of guy for his feelings or not feelings about Venus. Like it's still a decision for her to leave the team. So she, and when she goes along with them, which is going to come up a little bit later when like they, when guy can, tries to convince her to, to, to leave. So. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's a, uh, one of the, the characters of some decency. Yes. You know, of this group. Which, which I like quite a bit. So he's basically everyone is out of the team or unavailable. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles goes off to kind of angst in his library and he's talking about, uh, you know, kind of working through his thoughts drunkenly, you know, me and Billy Bob are not gay. 
you know, or are we gay? Like we are uh, in a state of gay slash not gay, multisexual cats in Schrodinger's box. I feel like you, know, you should say that to uh, some snaps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's a jazz club. In <laughs> <laughs> Schrodinger's box. But basically saying like, you know, you know, maybe the team doesn't hate each other, but if they do hate each other, that's boring. So maybe our thoughts and our self-discoveries and all our actions are not our own. Like ecstatics is this kind of beast that runs on conflict. You know, maybe it's some uh, kind of like, or- maybe- organic gestalt dynamic. And I'm like, is Gary going to bring up near again? Just because it has the word gestalt in it. Is Gary going to bring up his obsession with I, near? I, I try to avoid bringing. Oh, okay. I see now. Well, I, cause I do bad mouth it a lot. Cause that first game is fucking terrible. Oh no, I was, um, I was, I was just fucking with you, dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Did you see that? Like the new one that's coming out with the subtitle. That's like a billion numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me so mad. How'd you do that? No one's ever going to remember it. <laughs> and the people who are going to be the worst people on earth. Like it's just going to be insufferable. The people who memorize that string of numbers. It's, um, I know pie up to 13 digits. It's, it's, um, like there's a joke there and I'm trying to remember what it is. And I know you're not going to care whatsoever. That's how you can tell it's a good joke. Yeah. Cause you have to explain it, but it's like, <laughs> it equates to like one and a half or something. Um, yeah. So it's like, cause it's the one and a half blah, blah, blah. Cause it's a remake or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. oh yeah. It's square root 1.5. That's what it is. So that's gotcha. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> i know you i know you didn't watch the video game awards last night uh but when they debuted mm. the gameplay trailer last night they had some some woman doing all of the intros and things and she's like and it's got a crazy it's a crazy name that's just a sick joke from yoko toro but i'm gonna say all of the numbers <laughs> it's near replicate one point two two three four which is oh my god yeah it was very funny to me so what a sick joke what a sick joke and i'm like gamers love sick japes <laughs> and i'm kind of into near and i was like yeah, yeah. i think it's a sick joke <laughs> like i think it's just <laughs> a joke <laughs> yeah a sick joke is if you make gary play it patrons um we we cut over to uh billy bob uh, back at his family. And even though he's bought them this huge house and given them all this money, they're still living in the, uh, you know, the, uh, what are these things called? Airstream, um, out in the backyard, like this, uh, RV, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, we're more comfortable like this. Like we don't like living in the house. Um, you know, and they're basically rejecting him, uh, at this point. And it's pretty cold. Like this is a, this is a rough time for Billy Bob here. Uh, you know, we're like, oh, we, we, we stay inside the airstream cause it's easier to talk to each other. We're more comfortable. You know, you don't really belong here. Uh, Billy Bob, we, you know, we're not your family. We were your family. I left the, um, the gallery, the peanut crowd here. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. pops up over the fence. It's like, he's just trying to help. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's real, Jerry Springer um, style. It's, it's very Jerry Springer. It's very, you know, um, um, Hank on the Hill? That's not the thing. What is the show? King, King of the Hill? King of the Hill. Hank on the Hill. Hank on the Hill. What is that? Um, it's the Breaking Bad spinoff that nobody wanted. Uh, <laughs> Watch Hank on the Hill. It's just like a close-up of his grave in that desert. Oh, 60 minutes a week. I was just going to say him collecting the rocks, but okay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is really sad. and Because like it had been revealed that his people weren't quite as redneck as they were led on to be. And um, I, I just, I actually kind of dig this, like this family being mm-hmm. like, no, we don't really, 
like we were kind of comfortable. Like the reason we didn't have all this shit is because we didn't want it, not because we couldn't get it. Like I, I think that's a yeah. that's a real deft hand to a quote unquote redneck slash hillbilly family. Yeah, there, there's a, there's nothing wrong with having a modest, you know, place of living or a modest lifestyle. Exactly. Like you know, uh, so then he goes and tries to get drunk. He ends up buying drinks for all his old friends, uh, and after he tells them kind of all of his problems and that he can't be a mutant anymore, uh, they beat the crap out of him. You know, when they take him out, because uh, it's like that's what he's good for. Yep. You know, so this is his rock bottom. Um, we cut over to O Force where Sol- Sullivan O Solomon is, uh, you know, kind of talking about. Uh, there's this great line here where he's talking about how fame is the life of the lifeblood of the American dream, in the same way that one of our founding fathers might lay aside his simple plow and take upon himself the yoke of the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the, the American thing about fame, that's very funny. You practically uh, hear Lin-Manuel Miranda just like making notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and yeah, just like, and he's basically saying like, hey, go out and you need to, we need to win. Uh, but we also don't want to be seen like smacking this dude around. Like, don't make the team look bad while you're doing this. But also, who gives a fuck? Like, you're there to do stuff on the cam- for the cameras, not actually to save the day. Yeah. Uh, and a guy Smith uh, interrupts this, um, basically saying like, hey, this is actually really dangerous. Um, they think that he's just doing this because of marketing reasons, but he's being genuine, um, you know, trying to warn them. Um, they end up taking him out and they're like, basically like, this is a 13 year old kid. How tough can he be? And there's the, like the timing and the editing of these. Uh, this arc is really good. You know, like the page reveals. Mm hmm. Um, that's something that I, I love about, uh, comics is that like, it's hard to do cinematic reveals, but you can do it with the page turn and really good comics writers do this, yeah. um, where they have like an ironic setup and then a payoff on the next page, uh, where, you know, it goes the next thing, there's a huge explosion and it's just internal monologue from Arnie saying, I blew up the school today. You know, <laughs> extremely good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how um, he thinks that he has freed these kids from the from the yoke of the classroom or whatever, from liberated them from the classroom, and then like in the background are just a bunch of like bloody afraid people that are running from this building because he only gave them a ten minute warning before exploding it. Like, yeah, literally living in a dream world. This kid is. I I also uh, the shirt he's wearing in this. Uh, I found I had that shirt. Oh, cool. Like I found that on like eBay or something at some point. Um, and I was just reminded that I used to have that cause I found a, a old picture of myself with it. I wish I still had it. But yeah. It was cool to have an ecstatics uh, shirt. Um, so he's, he's saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't just stand here and bask in my fame. I'm a general. I have to rally my troops. I don't have any, but I have an idea. Um, he goes to the graveyard, uh, where all the Simpsons characters are buried as a little Easter egg, um, and, uh, starts raising the dead. Uh, this be, is a weird thing uh, the simpsons thing is obviously is pretty obvious right like because it says you know bird yeah. simpsons wiggins and all that but uh, like it's a weird i don't know whenever that's like a to make a reference to the wig to the excuse me to the simpsons in this comic book it seems really weird like i don't know man like yeah. if, if it would have been like the gravestone of all of the people from friends it would have felt the exact same way right just like okay. yeah yeah like if chandler if it was like chandler r.i.p i'd be like <laughs> okay a weird weird pull but whatever yeah. Fuck a Chandler. Um, the, uh, oh, wow. the, I, I, I you were a Joey man. <laughs> <laughs> the original J and the original JM. Um, the, uh, yeah, it's a weird Easter egg. There's a couple of weird Easter eggs that pop up later as well. Uh, including like the cast of Mr. Show showing up in the next arc. Uh, okay, cool. Really strange. Um, 
so we cut over to the uh, Spike and uh, or, the, or the Anarchist and Dead Girl Roadshow, Death and Anarchy Roadshow, where he just likes uh, the Anarchist. Uh, Tyke has invited a kid up to just fire a machine gun into Dead Girl. Fucking crazy! The expression dude. on the kid's face, like, uh, <laughs> like, have you ever uh, just, have you ever fired like an automatic or semi-automatic weapon before? I've never, I've never fired any kind of weapon. Yeah. I've, I've shot a bow. <laughs> So <laughs> that's extremely hard to do. Like that's a very, yeah, that, that'll wear cool. your ass out. Um, it was fun. The, it, the, like it's, it will take you by surprise. Like the first time you do it. Cause it just like the recoil is literally, it will just lift you. Like you're, you can't control it basically if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm picturing this kid going through of like, yeah, I'm going to get up on stage and, and kill this. And Oh shit. What am I, I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, just like, and, and like, I love the fact that it's sponsored by, you know, Diet Doke and Sam Smong and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, there's also a Winchester systems, yeah. which I don't think has anything to do with the, the that's, that's, that's calling to you specifically <laughs> supernatural, but Hey, you know, <laughs> yep. um, and guy Smith shows up yeah. and is like, Hey, uh, what, what are you doing? Let's get, let's, let's get you guys out of here. Like, come help me do this thing. Yeah. Uh, he heads back store stage. He's like, Hey, this is a freak show. And he's like, yeah, no, but this is, we're in control. They're the freaks. You know, they're eating up everything I'm, I'm doing. I can start a new religion. You know, uh, this is the new age of superheroes. We don't have to fight anyone. We don't have to do good. Um, and guy Smith's like, what's the point of us? If we don't do that, and he says, well, we're entertainers. We entertain. Um, you know, he goes and, uh, tries to talk to dead girl. He's like, dead girl, I'll talk him out of this. And he's, and she's like, listen, you know, I don't know what's going on in Tyke's head right now, but I think that he's having a rough time and I want to be there when he hits rock bottom. You know, you can order me to go. Do you want me to leave your friend or do you want me to come with you to help you with this Arnie thing? Uh, and he decides to let her stay with Tyke. This is how Tyke is dealing with the uh, fallout from, from E.D.'s death. This took me totally by surprise. Like the, again, just like the the subtle touch on this relationship of her Cause I thought it would just be like, no, I'm having fun. We're making money. We're going to Europe next week and all this other stuff. Right. Like I just assumed that it would be like a surface level read of this situation. And for her to like, like, no, 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 he's having a real bad problem. And when this thing, when he breaks, like he's going to need somebody here that cares for him. Cause none, nobody else does is really fucking sweet <laughs> for a dead yeah, girl. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's the, the ecstatics promise, which is like, it's going to be a little silly and postmodern, but the characters are real and they like each other and you can take the characters seriously. Yeah. You know, at the very least. And it's also like, it's a pretty well-observed friendship thing. Like if you ever had a buddy who is kind of a fucking mess, you know, and it's like, yeah, this sucks, but also I know it's going to pass and I want to be there when it passes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, this, this felt very well observed to me. Uh, so he lets her go, you know, lets her stay. He's back, uh, you know, looking, doing the mission with the owner, Spike. Um, he's like, he turns to miles. He's like, sober up. We have a job to do. And he's, you know, drunk on the couch. And he's like, it's not our job. Like our boss says, that's not our job. This personal obsession of yours is, is ridiculous. Um, Venus says she'll join, but she's in her civvies, like really cute little bunny slippers. Uh, you know, and, and Spike's like, you can't do that. And guy, again, these like these great splash page reveals like guys like, well, you know, thanks for the offer. Maybe you're right. Like, maybe we should just forget all about Arnie. And then we cut over to uh, O-Force preparing for to uh, to storm the town here Yeah, uh, with Ocean, the character who won the uh, poll. <laughs> Ocean. Um, um, and um. Guy and uh, 
Vivisector sector on the couch watching this is they're like just saying as the team is basically giving the the press release of like hey we're gonna go in we're gonna see what we're up against uh we're we, we think that arnie when he sees us and sees the o-force come in he'll probably just give himself up without a fight and then it goes to a little panel with uh arnie watching this on tv going yeah right and he's got dressed yeah. up in like fatigues combat fatigues um and meanwhile, Guy Smith is doing some research and figuring out what the connection between Edie and Arnie is and sees this whole thing, which this with the taped message with him falling and kind of head over heels with her. And he goes through his... She, she got him out of a coma. Yeah. Like he was in a coma and the, the cameo brought him out of a coma, which like cameo should capitalize on this issue. You would think. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The soup Nazi will get your kid out of a coma. I bought, like, I, I bought one cameo and they email me every fucking day. And so like, but they never oh, mention dude. comas. <laughs> yeah. More, way more than once a day. I, I was thinking about like, like cameo, it makes sense for you to be a repeat buyer. Um, I love like places where they think that you're just going to continuously buy the thing. Like I bought a, a mattress from an online mattress thing. Yeah. And they're constantly advertising to me. Like I'm collecting them. Yeah. Like, you, you know, have, like only have a couple of the rooms. Whole point of view is that point of view is I buy these for a couple of years, man. Like <laughs> how often do you think I'm buying mattresses? Oh man. <laughs> like, we we get that with uh, Amazon all the time of like, oh, you bought a belt. Here's 17 more belts that you might want. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't. You must be into belts. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm into belts, dude. I'm not. No, I just, I'm into my pants being <laughs> held up and not thinking about needing a belt. So. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want this problem solved. Uh, but, but Guy Smith says like, oh, so now I understand. Like, now I understand who this kid is. This isn't about doing good or anything. This is about me. He's calling to me and he's going to judge me. You know, because Guy Smith has always had this death wish uh, and this kind of like self-hatred. You know, he's going to decide if I live or die based on uh, letting Edie die. And again, another another pacing when when you when you flip the page here, it's literally an explosion scene where Ocean is getting her legs blown off. And the leader of the team, who I, name I have totally forgotten already. is Overkill. There you go. Overkill is is also like kind of in the vicinity of this explosion. Meanwhile, there's a reporter on site going like, oh, my God, this is a nightmare. <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. And there's dead people roaming the streets. Like, it's all very, very freaky. Uh, and the team is, is very quickly overwhelmed. Overkill goes to try to help Ocean and realizes, like, oh, there's some dead people coming and just leaves her behind. Um, yeah, and, and without it, her legs. She does the I can't feel my legs yeah. and she ain't got no legs uh, kind of situation going on here. Um, she turns to the TV and she's like, please, you know, please tell me you're still watching. You know, uh, we cut over to Solomon O'Sullivan. Uh, he's freaking out. He's like, oh, they can't handle a kid. Uh, and the news report mentions that uh, Guy Smith is parachuting in on his own. Um, I love how <laughs> heroic and dramatic this is. It pisses Solomon off so much that he kicks his TV. Like, this is really yeah. funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you saw this dude that you hate just literally doing the most dramatic and heroic thing you've ever seen in, like, his old uniform or whatever, you'd be like, God damn it. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the news report is like, why is he coming in alone? Like there's no anarchist or vivisector or fat or dead girl or to Milo. Uh, and it show cuts over to like people watching on TV, like the anarchist and dead girl are watching, uh, you know, and, uh, they also, so Venus and spike watching and everybody's just like, Oh my God, like he's doing it on his own. Yeah. And that's our last, uh, last page. Yep. Uh, really good issue. issue. Really, really, really solid yeah. issue. Um, really enjoying this arc. I think I told you before, this is very much where like I'll, this is what i started with when we originally started the podcast mm -hmm. and was very confused and like going back through this and knowing what the fuck is going on helps dramatically like it's so much more fun um yeah, yeah. and yeah just just solid all around like 
even when I didn't know what was going on, like the stuff between Dead Girl and Anarchist at their at their little tour show, like really, really struck me as just being like really, like better comic books writing and characterization than you, than you normally see, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. It's like interesting stuff. Um, this art, you know, the the beginning of this is just like wall to wall, pretty great. Like I love this arc. It has a bunch of twists and turns still, uh, and it segues really naturally into the next arc, which is also good. Mm-hmm. I think um, the book loses a little steam and then regains it, then ends. But the uh, the beginning of it is is really really good. And all of the again, you know, I know we've brought this up before, but this is how I want to see character deaths treated. Like this is such a big deal. You know, the, the shadow of Edie, you know, is over this entire thing. Exactly. Um, this happened because of her. It's not just like, you know, we have one issue. Like I re- recently read, uh, just in for fun stuff, I read the Death of Wolverine uh, arc. Uh, last night I read the lead up to it where he loses his powers and then read the arc of it last night where he gets covered in the adamantium statue and looks real goofy. Oh, I've read, uh, I've read that. Yeah. Does yeah. he makes that with just, death somewhere in there? Is that what happens? Does that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, 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 during the Paul Cornell run, that that issue's great. Mm-hmm. Like that that personification of death is really good. Um, but after he dies, there is like a little mini series called Life After Logan. Uh, and then there's like a lot of one offs of people being like, well, "How does Jubilee deal with it <laughs> and stuff?" But it's 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 <laughs> it's it's not like a. a a shadow over the entire book. You know, this affects the world. It affects all the characters. Like this feels like a very respectful way to do death. Whereas with Wolverine, it's like, you know, you knew there wasn't, it wasn't like there wasn't going to be a Wolverine. Yeah. You know? And then like X 23 becomes Wolverine and old man Logan comes back from the future and all this nonsense. Like there's still Wolverines about, uh, but in this, it's like, it feels like it sticks and it has a huge impact. Uh, and then we'll continue for basically the whole series. Uh, which I really love. Me too. So Absol- good absolutely me too. This is great. Um, if you like the show, the best way to support us is patreon.com slash Um mm-hmm. A couple of bucks a month will get you access to the Slack channel. It'll get you access to episodes that are early episodes of this podcast and all the other podcasts on the network. Get you uh, a bunch of exclusive content. Um, if you want to support the network doing cool things, you should come hang out during duck stream, which is, yeah. um, if you're listening to this as it comes out, it's the, it's one week from today. Um, it'll start, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It'll start the, the next Friday. Cause these come out on Saturday. Um, so it's Friday the 18th, um, days of future cast is going to be covering new mutants, uh, pretty mm-hmm. that, that Friday evening. So the, the new, new mutants movie, we can go check that out, but there's going to be content all weekend long, 48 hours straight of raising money for Transactive, which we have done in the past. It's a super cool group. Um, yeah. Come out for, you know, weird memes, fun video games, dumb games, all kinds of cool stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. If you're a day person, you got Cole Ross and crew. If you're a night person, you got us. You got the West Coast people. Mm-hmm. Guest starring Jeremy. Yep. Um, the uh, Yeah, it's going to be super fun. And there's a lot of like neat things that we have planned for that. Uh, like for example, Nick has never played Bloodborne. So if you want to see, uh, Nick from the network, our good buddy, uh, check out Bloodborne for the first time. How do we, how do you guys uh, still let him, like, what, what is your entrance policy nowadays? I thought we, yeah. I thought you how had to we check not? these boxes yeah. to get onto Duckfeed Network yeah. now. You got grandfathered in, man. Okay. He predates okay. Bloodborne. He predates Bloodborne. So, okay. That's fine. Yeah. I guess that's okay. Yeah. I guess that's okay. <laughs> Considering yeah. I predate Bloodborne too, so I can't really shut it say anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just happen to be on the right side of history and, and it's good for, for, this is like Nick getting his GED. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, 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 he's catching up. Uh, 
until we'll see you guys next time.